Is this thing on? All right, we're live. All right. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to a very special episode of the Umarpreneur podcast. Uh, this is not an interview. So for my loyal fans out there who listen to this, not for me, but for whoever I bring on, <laughs> unfortunately, you're going to be disappointed today. Uh, there's no one else uh, to hear from except from me. I apologize. But uh, if you still want to tune in, I'm sure that you will benefit from this. We have a huge announcement, uh, probably the biggest announcement in the history of Umarpreneur, to be completely honest with you. Uh, we're completely rebuilding our business from scratch. And I'm going to share with you some behind-the-scenes insight of why we're doing what we're doing and what it is that we're doing, inshallah. And maybe it's going to inspire you in your own business or just inspire you as a Muslim in general. Let's begin today's episode. I'm your host, Abby Alasmar. I'm the founder of Umarpreneur, and we've been running Umarpreneur for the last three years now. So when I say we, I mean, it started with an I. So it was really just with a very simple mission in mind to nurture Muslim entrepreneurship. Just to give you some background, so I was actually born into a family of uh, six children, alhamdulillah. So my parents immigrated from Lebanon. Uh, they wanted to escape the civil war that was happening at the time. And they immigrated from Lebanon to Canada and specifically to Montreal, Canada. And once they immigrated here, uh, they weren't married, but they met here in Canada. They had both immigrated from Lebanon and they had met through mutual acquaintances here in Canada and decided to get married. And once they got married, uh, alhamdulillah, they got six children and uh, I am the last of them. So I am the youngest of the batch. We are three boys, three girls, and I am now age 30. So it's pretty crazy to think about because I still see myself as the little kid of the family, you know, the youngin. And uh, it's crazy to think that, you know, the youngest of us is now <laughs> turning 30, uh, turning 30 specifically in a few weeks, uh, specifically July 1st, which is Canada Day. So it's cool because we get to celebrate Canada Day and we get to celebrate the fact that I'm turning 30. So uh, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, I mean, we know that uh, in, uh, in Jannah, that uh, we will be all the same age, which is said to be 33, that that is the prime age. So uh, alhamdulillah, it feels good to know that Islamically, I have not reached my prime age yet, because if I, if I re rely on the uh, Western uh, ideology of the prime age, I feel like I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit past it right now, or moving further and further away from the 20s and, and closer to the 30s. So the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because honestly, growing up, we grew up as an immigrant family with six kids and, of course, uh, without really a lot of resources. Let's just put it that way, right? So um, grew up with uh, immigrant parents who, of course, uh, were doing their best to put food on the table and to provide us with an Islamic education and upbringing, alhamdulillah. And that was something that they instilled in us at a very young age. Uh, and alhamdulillah, I'm extremely grateful to my parents for for really blessing me with the, the strong foundation of the deen that they've instilled within me, alhamdulillah, that I've been able to maintain throughout my life. Of course, there has been ups and downs with every Muslim living in the Western world, there always is. But it's that strong foundation that they instilled in me from a young age that has allowed me to never stray too far from the path and to always return to the path, alhamdulillah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us always on as-sirat al-mustaqim, ameen. Growing up, I always felt like I wanted to do something more. I wanted to build something that could not only provide for me, but also honestly provide for my family and specifically my parents a better life. 
And I was thinking about that from an early age. I really wanted to be a source of support and help to my parents and my family. And so from a young age, ever since I was 14, I took up part-time jobs and, uh, you know, I turned 16 I already had my first car, which I bought myself for like $2,000. It was a used beat up car, a Chevrolet Cavalier. And I had painted racing stripes on it with sp- spray paint because at the time, uh, Fast and Furious was uh, very popular. The Fast and Furious franchise and those movies. And I was really into them as a kid. I used to love racing and cars. And so I like got, got a two-door red Chevrolet Cavalier and I painted racing stripes on it. And I even ordered off of eBay like an Autobots <laughs> car logo and I put the Autobots car logo on it because uh, I was super into Transformers back then as well. Anyway, so I always worked hard and, and I always honestly, from a young age, uh, worked to have my own money so I could spend on myself instead of asking my parents for money and tried to find ways that I could potentially not only be independent, but also find ways that I could support my family and the people around me. And that led to me getting interested in trying multiple side hustles as I went through life. So uh, while I was going through college, I started a website on the side. I then ended up working full-time at TELUS, which is a telecommunications company here in Montreal, Canada. And I was being paid pretty well, alhamdulillah. And I also started a website at that time, specifically a blog about smartphone troubleshooting. So I would essentially post articles about how to fix your iPhone or how to fix you know issues with your Samsung phone. And all of a sudden I, I started realizing that I was getting lots of traffic to that website because people were Googling you know, issues like, hey, I don't have data on my iPhone or I, I don't know how to like, this thing is not working on my iPhone. And I was creating all these kind of guides and blogs on how to fix those problems because I worked at TELUS and I knew how to fix those problems. That was my job there. I was a tech support guy. So all of a sudden, my blog is getting over a million visitors uh, per month. And and I'm actually starting to make money off of it, which is crazy. And and I I looked at, you know, when I got my first check that was over $1,000 from Google ads, uh, because I had Google ads on my website, I was like, okay, there is something here. There's probably something that I can do with this whole online business thing, right? Like it was my first introduction to actually making money online versus just making it through a job. And I, I, I absolutely fell in love with that. And I, and I felt like I could do something more. So I quit my job. I quit school. I went to my, went up to my parents and told them I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And, and, and I was very lucky at that time because I'm the last of six kids. And I don't know for any of you who have like a really big family, but um, when you're the last uh, sibling, when you're the youngest sibling, your parents are kind of like the most chill with you because they've already like used up all of their like strict energy on like the older siblings. And the older siblings are always jealous because it's like you had the good life and they didn't. So anyway, if you're like a young sibling, you can probably relate to this. Um, so by the time it was my turn to kind of make life decisions. My parents were too tired to, to sit there and like argue with me about whether I should continue school or not. They're like, all right, you want to, you want to be an entrepreneur? It is what it is. Uh, I, I, by that time I was already uh, a little over 20 and I was already making my own money. I already had my own place and I was pretty much my own man. So they could tell that I was responsible and I was going to do my best to be successful. I understand that a lot of people don't have that opportunity. A lot of people will come up to their parents if they say, I'm going to quit school. It's like, there's no chance that that's going to fly. And I'm not telling you to do so. I'm just saying that was my path. So I quit school and uh, I decided to go all in on this online business thing. And the first real online business that I started was a digital marketing agency. And, uh, 
I spent thousands of dollars on mentors and coaches and programs trying to learn more about digital marketing, how to start a successful online business. And alhamdulillah, after lots of ups and downs and lots of depressive episodes and burnouts, I eventually made it and, and started hitting 10K a month and 20K a month and, and, and even more than that and generating multiple six figures from, from my online business and my agency. But uh, as I started hitting those income milestones and making more and more money, I started feeling more and more empty inside. I thought that I would be happy. I thought that if I finally reached that 10K a month goal or that 20K a month goal, that that was it. That was going to be the moment where all of my problems were washed away and I was, I just, my happiness would just flow into me like a river, right? All of us have these big goals that we aspire to and we think, you know what, the moment I reach this, this is going to be the moment where happiness finally enters my life, right? Where this whole like stress and depression and, and burnout ends and I will finally smell the roses and, and be content. And uh, that's a big trap that, uh, that, you, uh, that we all fall into, to be honest. I fell into. And that's a big trap that you want to avoid. Because of course, I told myself, you know what? The, the milestone, like if I, were, if I was able to make 10K a month, I would be so happy. I'd be so happy. And I made 10K a month. And it felt just like the moments in my life where I was making $1,000 a month. It felt no different. I didn't feel any different. I woke up the same way. I brushed my teeth the same way. I went to bathroom to the bathroom in the same way. I ate the same food and nothing felt different. And then that kind of, put, you know, again, kind of brought me down mentally a little bit. It made me feel lost. It made me question what was truly my goal. I thought my goal was to make a lot of money. I thought my goal was to make, you know, six figures. And when I make six figures, I'm going to be happy. And I was making six figures and I felt empty inside. So I started asking myself, well, if it's not money that's going to fulfill me, then what is it? And I started taking some time where every day I would wake up, I would grab a notebook and I would walk outside. I would sit by the water. Uh, I live, alhamdulillah, if, if anyone lives in Montreal, Canada or, or is familiar with, with the city, uh, we have a beautiful waterfront. Uh, in this city. It's not exactly oceanfront. We don't have an ocean here, but we have a cute little rivers and lakes. And um, I live in Lachine, which is uh, an area that's that's by the water. So I would take my notebook out and I would sit by the water every day and I would journal and I would journal my thoughts and I would start to write down whatever came into my mind. And what I was trying to answer, the question that I was trying to answer is what can I do that would make me happy? Like, what can I do that if I was able to do every single day, if I woke up every single day and I did that thing, whether I was getting paid or not, I would feel fulfilled. And it took me a while to answer that question. It's not a question that you can answer overnight, right? It took me a long time to answer that question. But uh, eventually I, I felt like I answered it. And the answer that I came up with was essentially to be able to start some type of Muslim at, at the time, the, the, the idea was start some type of like Muslim community center, right? Not specifically a mosque, but a community center where young Muslims like myself who wanted to be entrepreneurs, who wanted to start businesses, who wanted to be founders could actually go and learn entrepreneurship skills. They could connect with other Muslim mentors. There could, there would be a prayer space and all this cool stuff 
but really dedicated towards like Muslim founders and entrepreneurs. And I was thinking of, we have a few like entrepreneurial entrepreneurship incubators here in Montreal. Uh, and you kind of go, you, you pitch your business and then, you know, if they accept it, you get a space, you get a, you get a little office space and you get some mentors and it's really cool. And I was, I was really intrigued by this idea of potentially doing this for the Muslim community. Now I came up with this idea and I felt like this was it. This was really something that I felt I could, I would be really happy to do because it was coming from within me. It was coming from a place of, I wanted to do this whether or not I made money. But of course the reality is for me to start up something like a community center and, and, and to physically buy or rent a space and, and renovate it and, and, and do it in that way locally was, was a very uh, capital intensive endeavor. It would require a lot of money that I did not have because it costs hundreds of thousands, if not over a million to, to get a building like that. So I had to think of a way that I could potentially start something similar without necessarily requiring as much capital. And that's where the idea for Umarpreneur came. It's if I could then, well, you know what, if I can't do it physically, what if with my experience, I've already built a six-figure business. I've already, this is the second business that I built. I already built a blog that I sold and I built my agency, which I eventually sold as well. So I, I've already had two successful exits. I have some experience under my belt. I've done this thing pretty successfully. How about I use this experience that I have to help other people who want to start a business without necessarily doing it in a physical space? What if I just do this online, right? And that wouldn't require me renting a place. That wouldn't require me buying a building and any of those things that cost a lot of money. And so the idea for Omarpreneur came along and I started with a Facebook group, literally just a Facebook group. So I, I created a Facebook group. I called it the Omarpreneur Muslim Entrepreneur Community. And we had people join the Facebook group and through that Facebook group, I was running free challenges and workshops and Eventually, I said, hey, I'm launching like a beta program for uh, to help you start your service-based business, right? Because that's what I have experience in. Uh, I got people into my beta program. We then launched an official program. We called it MBA, Muslim Business Accelerator. We've been, alhamdulillah, running this program extremely successfully. Um, and we've helped hundreds of Muslims launch businesses online uh, in the coaching space, the course space, and the service-based space as well. And it's been really amazing and inspirational to see some of the things that our students have been doing, alhamdulillah. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. So what has happened from three years ago until now? Well, just to give you some context, if you follow us on Instagram, we've been able to reach over 100K followers, which is amazing, alhamdulillah. Uh, we've launched this podcast. We've interviewed over hundreds of Muslim entrepreneurs. I've interviewed some of the people that I admire most in the Ummah. I've interviewed people like Sheikh Abdurrahim Green, uh, of Ayera, I've interviewed people like uh, Sheikh Noman Ali Khan, you know, like I was a kid watching Noman Ali Khan lectures on YouTube and I would do, I would have never thought that I would actually be having a conversation with him. Like that to me, that was crazy. Uh, that that happened. I don't, I don't even understand how it happened, to be honest. Uh, subhanAllah. That was pretty crazy. So a lot of things happened but I still felt like something was missing. Three years in, I still felt like there was something missing. Something was not exactly being done right. And I started looking back at our mission. Our mission was to provide opportunities for growth, for success, for financial freedom to every Muslim around the world, right? That was the mission of Umarpreneur. When I started Umarpreneur, I said, our mission is to really help every Muslim around the world 
explore entrepreneurship, learn beneficial business skills, gain an opportunity to provide for themselves and their families and gain an opportunity to ultimately achieve financial freedom. But were we really achieving that? Were we really achieving that? I mean, sure, you could learn from our interviews, right, on this podcast. You could learn from our social media content. You could learn from our YouTube videos. But if you really wanted personalized help and guidance, you had to invest in our coaching program. But what about those who couldn't afford to invest? Did that mean our mission to nurture Muslim entrepreneurship only applied to Muslims who could invest in coaching? I mean, what if you were born in another country where you couldn't afford the prices that we charged? Because we're a North American business, right? So obviously when it comes to paying myself for all the software and everything we need to run the business and paying my coaches and my team, well, I'm paying them in, in North American prices and salaries. And so we need to charge North American prices, right? So our coaching program costs thousands of dollars, right? Because that's what it requires to run the business. And so if you lived outside of North America, you didn't, probably didn't have thousands of dollars and you couldn't invest in the coaching program. So what happened then? Did that mean that Omopreneur was not meant for you? And that was a question that really bothered me for a very long time. So I sat down with my team and we asked ourselves a very simple question. I, we boiled it down to one simple question. How could we create a space to empower all Muslims from around the world to connect, to learn, to grow, and most importantly, to have the necessary support that they need to explore entrepreneurship in a way that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in a way that, of course, aligns with Islamic guidelines and principles. And that question we pondered on for multiple days, multiple weeks, and eventually we came to an answer. What we wanted to do was we wanted to build a space for Muslim entrepreneurs who don't distinguish between deen and dunya. Right? Muslim entrepreneurs who really like to build their business in a way that puts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the forefront and at the center. And this is why we decided to actually create the Omarpreneur community. And I'm so happy to be recording this episode today because after so many weeks of working hard behind the scenes and 
setting up the community and figuring out what we're going to be offering as a service within the community and figuring out how we're going to support Muslims in the community, I'm extremely excited to announce that we are officially launching the community this week. So if you're listening to this podcast episode, the community is officially open and you can actually join the Umarpreneur community. I'll include a link in the description uh, of this episode in the episode notes, but you can join this community if you navigate to community.umarpreneur.com. So community.umarpreneur.com. Now let's talk about the community, what it's about and who it's for. Ultimately, we set out to build a community that is going to support you in three key areas. Number one is that it's going to give you access to other Muslim entrepreneurs so that you can connect, network, and learn from other Muslims who are in the trenches with you building their business. Because entrepreneurship can ultimately be a very lonely path. And our aim is to provide you with a place that you can call home and a community that can help you succeed. And that's what the Umarpreneur community is for. Number two is that we want to give you the tools, training, and the resources that you need to succeed because there's no way around it. Being successful in business requires a multitude of skills. The reason why a lot of people fail when they're first starting their business is not because the business idea is bad. It's because they don't have the skills to execute it properly. They don't have the skills in marketing, in branding, in copywriting, in video editing, in you know all that is required to, to have a successful business online these days. And this is why we're going to be running live workshops where we're going to be providing you with free tools and resources to help you start up, build, and scale your business. And we're even going to bring on expert entrepreneurs to share their experience with you through live interviews. In fact, uh, starting next week, June 12th, we are running a five-day Halal Marketing Mastery Bootcamp. So for five consecutive days, I'm going to be going live and sharing with you exactly how you can build an industry-leading brand, really unleash your business potential, acquire clients consistently, and automate your social media content creation process, really showing you how to market your business in an effective way that brings clients to you instead of you having to chase clients. So finally, number three is support because there's no way around it. When you're in business, challenges will happen. Obstacles will come up. You'll want to give up sometimes because it's so hard, but in those moments, where do you go? This is why it was important for us to make sure that we could provide you with a space where you can get support. Right, So inside of the community, you'll have a place to ask questions, get feedback on your business, chat with me and other mentors who can help you on obstacles, get in your way of achieving success. You know, the truth is many of us wait for a sign or a miracle to push us towards pursuing our dreams, to tell us that it's okay for us to build our business in a better way, to achieve that next milestone in entrepreneurship. We don't build that business or we don't scale that business because we keep waiting for the perfect time or a sign from God. But the reality is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already placed that innate desire within our hearts. This knowing that we are meant to do more. And we have to simply say Bismillah and take action. Have tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran to hold firmly to his rope and to not be divided. The truth is, together as one community and one ummah, we can achieve true holistic success and overcome the challenges that come our way. We can build amazing businesses that inspire others and really create a positive change in this world. So my friends, I invite you to join the Umarpreneur community. And the beautiful thing about it is this initiative is completely free. As I mentioned earlier, we wanted to create something where no matter where you are in the world, no matter what your location, background, or income level, you could benefit from this space to embark on your journey of entrepreneurship successfully. 
And it was important to us to have a solution to any entrepreneur or any Muslim that wanted to become an entrepreneur around the world. Or else we wouldn't truly be living our mission and we wouldn't truly be honoring the statement of nurturing Muslim entrepreneurship, which is our pretty much our tagline for, for this entire business. So let's embark on this journey together. Let's support and uplift each other along the way. Let's build a community where every Muslim, regardless of their background, location, has the opportunity to thrive and fulfill their entrepreneurial dreams. Together, we can build businesses that not only bring us success in this life, but also earn the pleasure and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next. I hope that I see you in the community. I can't wait to connect with you in there. I hope that you will join us for the boot camp uh, that's starting next week. And I really hope that you will join us, even if it's for the sake of not even yourself benefiting, but if you could potentially help someone else on their journey and gain hasanat in that way. Maybe support someone else who's just starting off with a word of encouragement, a resource or tip that you have that's going to help make all the difference in their journey. And ultimately, that might be the key to entering Jannah and the hereafter. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope I'll see you in the community. It's community.umarpreneur.com. Go to community.umarpreneur.com. I will also include a link in the episode description. And I promise we will not be uh, as quiet as we were on the podcast. We've been really quiet over the last few weeks as we've been building this behind the scenes and working really hard to get it out on time. Inshallah, you will be hearing from us much more often in the coming weeks as we resume our regular schedule for interviews and podcast episodes. See you next time and see you in the community. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.